Hi, everyone, and welcome to Seven Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at the scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school. I've been a youth minister, and I have a master's in theology. But the purpose of this podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today, I'm excited because I'm walking with talking with someone I actually know and I see pretty frequently. She and I have volunteered for the past few years at our parish, um, the Cathedral of the Sacred Heart here in Richmond. Um, she is a mom and going to be a future grandmother. It's Robin Mundell. Welcome, Robin. Thank you, Julia. I'm so excited that you're here. What would you like um, else would you like to share with our listeners about yourself? Um, well, I'm not a cradle Catholic. Um, I've been a Catholic since the 80s. And <laughs> um, I guess I was like a little wayward heathen before. No, <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, my granny would say differently. But <laughs> I just, you know, I... I I really realized that um, my grandmother was a Southern Baptist and I, I went to her church when I visited her over the summers and holidays, but I realized that wasn't for me. And so in my early 20s, I searched for different places to worship and I settled on um, cathedral and Catholicism and I've been there ever since. I love that. So are your was your grandmother from Richmond as well? Like are you have you always been from here? No, she um is from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So Okay. Um as a little girl, I lived with her up until 3 and then my mom and I we moved to Richmond after she received her master's degree. So I'm a Virginia born, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm North Carolina too. So Okay. And I know that I, I love when, uh, so I've I shared in your intro that we know each other and that we have volunteered at the cathedral. We help out with the RCAA program, which um, if people aren't familiar, the RCAA stands for Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. And so it, it helps to bring people into the Catholic Church. And you actually went through that process at the cathedral um, with the woman that still runs the program. So I don't know if you want to speak anything about like that process at all, your experience about with that. Oh, yeah. I loved RCIA. Um, it was a little different than it is now. Um, we didn't, I did not have the parish hall. We had the dance school, which is in VCU now. VCU oh, okay. was also owned by Cathedral when I went through. So we oh. in the basement of the dance school and Maria Thorson, um, who is the head of RCIA, was my sponsor. And we've been close ever since. Absolutely. I think it's so cool how many people who go through the I'm a, you know, born and raised cradle Catholic. And I think it's so cool and so telling, maybe especially of our program. I can't speak for other parishes, but um, so many people go through the process, like end up staying and helping and being a sponsor. And so how long have you been helping with RCA since you've went through the process? Oh wow. Um, well, when I went through the process, I couldn't become a sponsor or part of the team for at least a year. I had to mm-hmm. um, be a part of any other ministry. So needless to say, I was everything but a singer. I would have chased everybody out of the church. <laughs> and so finally, maybe when I was in my maybe 28, so that mm-hmm. would have been about 1987, 
I think, <laughs> or so. So I've been with the um, RCIA since then. Wow. Um, I know that you're very active at our parish too. Like you're where you, you've been a lector before. Is that correct? Oh uh, yeah. Like I yeah. said, I've done everything, but the <laughs> <laughs> got it. Is there anything else you want to share with, about yourself before we get started on the, the scripture you chose? No, except the fact that I'm very happy to be here today. And once again, thanks, Julia. Yeah, no, I'm excited for its conversation. Um, it's always, I enjoy all of my my chats, but it's always really nice when I actually know the person. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, it's just, it's cool. And I get to learn more about you um, as we do this. So we're so blessed that we get to share, I feel like our faith, you know, like I said, regularly, weekly, um, but there's always more to learn. So thank you for doing this. I'm going to have you read um, the verses and the passage that you chose. You chose Psalm 27, and we'll kind of talk about all of it, but if I think uh, we're going to read the first four verses. So whenever you're ready, if you could read those for us. Okay. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. And whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Awesome. So I'm going to give a little bit of context about the psalm, and then I'll ask you why you chose it. So we've done a couple of psalms uh, in this season. And as I've mentioned before, many of the psalms are attributed to David, um, who was the famous king of Israel. And this psalm is acknowledged as of David, like at the beginning, um, my heading in my Bible says that the theme is trust in God. And then right underneath, it says like of David. So either it was written by David or attributed to him. And this psalm is divided into two parts, as often it is with Psalms. It kind of starts off maybe one way and then finishes in a different way. Often the psalmist will start off with like one emotion and then kind of finish. So like, for example, starting with like a longing and then ending up praising God. But my footnotes for the psalm mention a longing to feel God's presence in the temple, um, which would make sense because David really wanted to build a temple for God, but then God told him that Solomon, his son, would do it. So it kind of gives us a little bit of context of like what he might be longing for. But I really think that this psalm can like apply to so many different things and emotions, which is why I love the psalm. So my question for you, Robin, is why did you pick this this psalm, this verse? I've always loved psalms. And a dear friend of mine who is also a cathedral member, Flossie Davis, she's no longer there because she just can't make it to church every Sunday. But she introduced me to Psalms 27. Like most people, we always have ups and downs in our lives. And um, she thought that this psalm would be perfect for me. So um, that's why it it calms me when I am in times of trouble, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it says. And it gives me insight and hope. Absolutely. There's, I don't know if we want to kind of like break it down, like line by line or how you kind of want to approach this. Are there any like initial verses or messages that kind of jump out at you when you read this? Um, Well, the first message is, you know, and we hear it all the time, even though we sometimes don't believe it, is God has everything under control. 
mm-hmm. and you just have to trust in the process. Mm-hmm. Even though you might not like the process, you want, like most humans, especially me, want to get <laughs> to the end instead of having to go through the, the middle mm-hmm. and the beginning. But it, it gives you a sense of you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that it definitely is a message of trust. Like it's described, this psalm is mentioned as a uh, a psalm of trust. But as you mentioned, it's so much easier said than done. I feel like it's the plight of the human race. Like we struggle trusting each other. We struggle trusting ourselves and definitely struggle um, trusting God. I don't know. Do you, you don't have to get too personal if you don't want to, but like, do you find a struggle in trusting God or in, in trust? Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to say I don't. I question him a lot. <laughs> we have conversations yeah. daily. But, you know, even though sometimes people uh, might appear to be doing okay, sometimes they're not. And mm-hmm. my mom, she had a lot of problems, a lot of mental problems. And it was kind of hard sometimes you know, being a young adult and a, a little girl and even an older adult to deal with someone who has and struggles with mental illness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I would just, out of frustration, just say, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why me? Why this? And and reading this Psalms has really helped me through a lot of those ups and downs. Mm-hmm. No, thank you for sharing that. I think that a lot of people can probably relate to that, you know, mental illness. I'm so grateful that nowadays I feel like we can talk about a little bit more. People are much more open about it and addressing it, which I, I think is important because we can't help people if, if we don't talk about the issues. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So thank you for for sharing that. And I think this you know, I, I don't know, our world right now is, is so it's so hard to trust kind of the process, as you mentioned, like, I want to trust the process, but also I just want to solve all these problems and just and get them out of the way. So I when I read the psalm, I think about like verse two in particular, like when evil do- doers come at me and devour my flesh, my verse, my translation is a little bit different or verse three, the an army camp around me. My heart does not fear. Like, I wish I could pray that Psalm and like truly mean it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like my heart does fear. Like, you know, when I see these crazy things on the news and I don't know. So what do you make a, make of that? Like how, how can the Psalm help us um, when we look at like our world today? Oh, wow. I mean, I, I'm struggling, you know, right. <laughs> Sometimes, really, to be honest, I'm even afraid to even go out sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. because I'm always looking around and surveying people and and everything. And I think it really, and I think that's one of our fallacies as human beings, you know, even though we know God is there, it's still our need to control Mm -hmm. makes us not truly believe that and that's one thing I struggle with all the time Mm -hmm. is knowing and then believing I think that's the part that sometimes you just have a hard time and especially recently with what's going on with all these mass shootings and and yesterday I did watch some of that January 6th stuff on Mm -hmm. tv and and it just brought me back to that moment and I I had to cut it off because it was just too Mm -hmm overwhelming just to 
to realize that, you know, you're supposed to feel safe and, mm-hmm. and, and you don't. And mm-hmm. I, I can imagine David, you mm-hmm. know, back when he lived, I mean, things were a lot more wild mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, he could like even die just going to sleep in his own bedroom because there were no like ATDs and, and alarms and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And sometimes, you know, have we really advanced that far from David's mm-hmm. time? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. It's I've had a lot of guests pick Old Testament verses, which I love. I love teaching the Old Testament, talking about it. And I don't think we talk about it enough um, for that reason. Like, I feel like if we think about these characters in the Old Testament, sadly, we really haven't <laughs> advanced that much. I think some of the problems that they deal with, I mean, the things that David is saying, like I said, we can relate to this today. Um, you know, I think obviously some things have changed and we are a little bit more secure. But um, the beauty of reading these Psalms is that David felt this way and and we can relate to them. I don't know, sadly, but also it gives us comfort, you know, a little bit that we have come a little bit further. I don't know if you wanted to respond to any of that. Well, it, it makes me feel like we're not alone, you know. Yes. And- yeah. Um, sometimes, especially in the modern age of um, smartphones and, and mm-hmm. videos, people are really are not in tune. You know, I mean, when I was growing up, I didn't have any of those things. And sometimes I think I'm blessed because I can leave my phone and not worry about it mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, not get absorbed and spend hours playing some stupid video game. But, um <laughs> It, it makes you feel like throughout the ages, the same things that we're struggling. And it also makes me sad, too, that mm-hmm. we have not overcome these issues. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I, I, I love Psalms 27 because it brings me to the past, but it also is pertinent for the present because I think that as a community of humans, we need to address these things. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's because the fear of being the same for some is, is hard to accept, but it's, it's some, it's that part of that, I guess that mystery. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned before about like the difference between knowing and believing. And I feel like I often read scripture and like I know it, right? Like I, I get it. Like I understand what David was doing here. I see how it relates to us today. But like the believing, like when he says, and that's kind of the beauty of the character of David. He was not a perfect man. Like he was a flawed character and made mistakes, but he really was upheld for his trust that he had in God. And it's kind of beautiful. Like, I I don't know, do you have any tips or thoughts of like, how can we go from like that knowing to that belief? Or how do you think we can model maybe David's trust? Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I I think it's a one day, one moment at Mm -hmm. a time, you know, it's easy to, to give up and believe the easy stuff, you know, like eating or listening to music or, I don't know, driving a car, you know, that that's easy stuff. It's the hard stuff, you know, the family issues, mm-hmm. the, the people who suffer from uh, mental illness and, and other diseases is, is that believing that 
God is there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we think when we trust in God, everything is going to be okay according mm-hmm. to our reality. But I think we have to look beyond that and, and see that whether we have a, a terminal illness or not, it's not that we're going to, we might not get better. It's the fact that we, we're moving on to something that is better than what we have right now. And I think that is one thing that if we practice that each day, believing that our present situation could be so much better, whether it's positive or negative in this reality, it will be better in the next reality. I know that probably doesn't make sense. No, it actually kind of leads into the next verse, like, the next verse, verse four, we kind of talked about two and three, but David says, one thing I ask of the Lord, this I seek to dwell in the Lord's house. You're kind of talking about that next life, that the next realm, right? And I think that's when we think of the Lord's house and to dwell in there all the days of my life and to gaze upon the Lord's beauty, which is in verse four. Um, he might be talking about the literal temple because he really wants to build God a temple. But I think I think of this as a term of a, like a vision of heaven. Um, and that's kind of what you were describing. So I think that does kind of answer my question. It's like, how do we how do we have that trust of David? Well, he his only thing that he really wanted was to please the Lord. And I think that's a lot of our problem. That's not the like when I pray, my prayer is not, oh, God, the one thing I want is just to like <laughs> gaze upon your beauty. Like, that's the one thing I want. It should be the one thing I want. But if I'm honest, like it's not. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And and we we pray in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament, it says that, you know, God knows our hearts. So no matter whether we are lying to ourselves, which we are, because God knows when, mm-hmm. you know, when we're acting selfishly, even though we might pretend like it's not, I I, I do believe that we have to be honest with ourselves. And I think a lot of people refuse to see that. And it makes it harder for us to believe in God because we don't, we don't do the hard work in working in ourselves. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we make it harder for ourselves as, and, and we make it harder for Christians. I mean, Christianity and Catholicism it's rough out there right now, you know, and I think it's because we have a lot of people who are faking it or just trying to put up a persona that's false. And, you know, I don't, we don't have to get too, I don't want to get too political or whatever and make people uncomfortable. But like, I think that is like, we need to be real. I I find with my students, one of the reasons that some of them are drawn to me is because I am pretty straightforward and I, I don't like to sugarcoat things. Like I, I'm obviously conscious of my audience (laughs) and I, you know, I want to present and appeal to them, but, um, you know, I think sometimes we have to be honest and straightforward. And I, I think that's another beauty of David is David was who he was. One of the stories of David that like I always go back to with my students is that he wanted to build this temple. He wanted to dedicate Jerusalem, this holy city to God. And that was a true, beautiful desire of his. But um, back then, the Levite priests had to be the ones to like carry the ark. Um, and he wanted to do it himself. And so it's like, kind of earlier you were talking about like control versus like things we wanted to, we want to control versus just like letting God and the process happen. And so he like tried to do it himself, but then he realized that was wrong. And so then he uh, uh, like owned up to his mistake and like did it the right way. So I think 
I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but I think I'm, I'm trying to tie it all together. A lot of things we've talked about, like that control, the owning our mistakes. And if we're honest and real with ourselves, then in the long run, that's better for everybody, right? Well, it, is, <laughs> it is better for everyone. And, you know, I think people don't realize that when you just talk to God, that that is also another form of prayer. You don't have to do the rote forms of prayers that we learn as kids and, and, and we say in church, if, if, if you really are talking from your heart, spirit, mm-hmm. that's a form of prayer, whether you verbalize it or you you don't. I mean, God hears everything and he sees everything. And and I think because we have free will, um, it gets in our way sometimes. Yeah. Are there other lines that um, we kind of talked about the first couple that you had read, um, but I wanted to give you the option. Like if there are, are there other lines that stand out to you from this, this Psalm? Well, I do have a couple of other ones. Um, I, I mentioned my mom and, and, and um, verse 10, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Mm. That, that's always been very special to my heart. Mm-hmm. And the last one I, I love is, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and take heart and wait for the Lord. I, I do believe that, you know, like I, I mentioned before, we, we, we are always in the present and, and, and a lot of people think the future with God is when we die. But I do think that we do see the Lord here as well. Mm. Too. And it might be in little things, you know, the wake up and the sun is shining and, 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 all those things we see God in, and we shouldn't take that for granted. Oh, that's so well said. I love those verses that you pointed out. I think that they're so powerful. This whole psalm really is is so good. And it again, I, I gave the context of like David is talking about a literal temple. So like my footnotes for um, verse 13, which you referenced about the land of the living, like David, I think is wanting to like, I hope and I wait that I can one day see this temple. But I think for us and and the spirit of this is like God is more than just a temple. Like God is present now. And so I think that's a really good point that you bring up is like we need to look and see where God is in the land of the living like now. It's 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 beautiful to hope and want to gaze upon his beauty and that prayer that David had in verse four. But like I think especially since our world is so it's so easy to look at the negative, like I think what you mentioned about like looking for him in the land of the living is is powerful. I don't know if you want to say anything else about that. It is very powerful, and, and I try to keep that in mind, you know, every day I do. You know, even when people irritate me, I, I try <laughs> to look for God, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes the things that irritate you are the things that irritate you yourself. You know, it's, it's something inside of you that you don't like about yourself, and you're projecting that out on people. And I, I try to not, and I know I'm guilty of it a lot, and I should stay in confession all the time. <laughs> but I, I try not to. I do try to see God in everyone that I meet. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you know we're we're friends or foe or indifferent or whatever. I do because God is in every one of us. 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that person is teaching us or even me or teaching, we're teaching each other how to be more what God wants us to be. Amen. Yeah. I, it's, it's like you said, it's not always easy to see that in the moment that we're all there to be teaching each other, but that is a really beautiful sentiment if we choose to be intentional and look at it that way. Um, I want to look at the last verse that you mentioned too, verse 14, the wait for the Lord, take courage, be stout hearted, wait for the Lord. Um, Cause we are in the present and waiting is hard. I don't know. Like, how, do you have any tips or thoughts about how we can wait and have courage? Like, what does that look like? That verse fourteen. Do you think? I don't know. I'm still trying. To <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It is hard, and you know, I, I, like I said, I get very impatient sometimes, and and sometimes I'm just like, okay, Lord, I understand. I have to be still, and. I'm not a be still type of person. I, I'm always mm-hmm. trying to figure out and work things out and make it good. And sometimes, you know, I have to be still to see the process. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes when you're so busy trying to do something, you miss that process and you miss the whole mm-hmm. point. So I guess for me, as I near my 60th year on this earth, I'm trying to be more, be still. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's really wise advice. I think, you know, waiting doesn't have to always just be like sitting and waiting, but I think you're right. I think a lot of us are moving all the time. And so it might be wise to just kind of like pause, you know, to, to, I don't know. I think that, I think that's a good way to interpret this for sure. Yeah. As, as we wrap up, like what other verses, any other like takeaways you want to have like from this psalm? What else would you like to share with us about this psalm, Robin? Well, I, I, I like it all. And <laughs> I just want to say um, the 91st Psalm and Psalm 23 and, and the 21st Psalms are good too. But, you know, if, if you really are in the midst of chaos and you all you hear is noise, this psalmist will really calm you down and center you into what you need to be, whatever that is, because it speaks to you, speaks to all of us in different ways. But this is my go-to psalm, and I love it. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, even now I'm looking back, you know, kind of over it, and it's just one of such confidence, and that is something that David always had too, and I admire like that he just and it and that his confidence came from God. Um, something I didn't mention that I should have mentioned at the beginning is that you always share every week with us at um, at RCA about like a saint um, and a tradition of the Catholic Church, and I feel like a lot of the saints to kind of tie that in that I love are the ones that have this confidence in God. Cause sometimes I struggle with that. So like David, St. Therese, she just like knew who she was because she took her identity in God. So would you want to tie in some of our CTM Catholic tradition moments to this? Or like, I don't know, any saints you want to throw out there at the end here? Oh, uh, well, like I've always said, my favorite one is Mary Magdalene. And mm. You know, I, I I see her in this psalm a lot because she was, and she still is, one of the misunderstood people 
in all of Christianity history, I guess, mm-hmm. because, you know, she's been labeled and, 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 uh, and blamed for a lot of things. But the one thing that she did and no one can ever refute is that she, she had a true love and a, a true trust in God in Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, and in the end she was rewarded because she was one of the first to, to witness his resurrection. And, um, and also, you know, I, another one of my favorite one is sister Therese, like you said too, Mm -hmm. because, you know, she has this singular vision of mm-hmm. complete and utterly trust. And sometimes I'm jealous because mm-hmm. I don't have that vision. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I love her and David because like they, like I said, they, she wasn't always perfect. Like I think we always have these image of the saints and you mentioned Mary Magdalene and like none of these people were, were perfect, but the difference is and like St. Paul, like once they had that encounter with God, like once they took their identity, like in God, like they had the focus and the drive and the confidence. And I don't know, that's, that's the Psalm definitely speaks of that confidence for that sure. That is true. And, and Peter is a number one, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he did a lot. And, mm-hmm. and I think for the average man, you know, everyday man, I think we are all Peters, mm-hmm. you know, we stumble, we fall, but in the end, you know, we know that Jesus is there, God is there, you know, and he will love us no matter what. And I think this is also true with this psalm, because no matter what David says, he knows that God is there for him. Amen. Any final takeaways before we we head out? Nope, that's really it. But I still want to say, Julia, thank you so much. This is my first podcast, and I and I truly enjoyed it. Thank you. And I think you did great. We should do another one. I don't know if you if you liked it. We should do it again sometime. Okay, I'm <laughs> I also give my guests a chance at the end to like plug anything. I don't know if you have anything you want us to check out, or I don't know any websites or I don't resources. know a lot of websites. But if you are looking to become Catholic. Cathedral of the Sacred Heart, RCIA, is the number one best place to go. <laughs> we Yeah, we will toot our own horn because we are pretty good. We are <laughs> we are a good community. I mean, I love I love the ministry. I, I was when I moved to Richmond, you know, I'm a teacher. And so I wanted to kind of get involved in like adult ministry. And so when I met with Maria, she recommended and I mean, it is it's such a really well run program. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shout out to Maria. We've given her a couple. I'm sure she's listening. And um, if anybody, anyone would like to reach out to me, I'm on Instagram at seven mile chats, all spelled out. You can message me. I'm also on Twitter at M-S-S-T-R-U-K-L-E-L-Y-1, Miss Struckley, um, where I tweet about things going on in my classroom and Catholic education. But um, Robin, thank you so much for doing this. I really enjoyed it. Thank you again. And I'll see you this Sunday. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.